This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the newspapers of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. Away to the moon! Liftoff! We have a liftoff! 32 minutes... At 9.32 Eastern Time on the morning of July 16, 1969, a gleaming 36-story Saturn V rocket hurled three astronauts skyward. Commander Neil Armstrong, Lunar Module Pilot Edwin Buzz Aldrin, and Command Module Pilot Michael Collins. They were assigned to carry out the most audacious space mission yet, the fulfillment of an age-old dream to land people on the moon to land men on the moon. That's how they put it in 1969. The launch of Apollo 11 was the culmination, at least for now, of a project that had begun eight years and $24 billion earlier. I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to the earth. John F. Kennedy had made that speech in May of 1961. When Apollo 11 launched, his brother-in-law, Sergeant Shriver, was the U.S. ambassador to France. Shriver told the Miami Herald about something JFK had also said that day in 1961. If he died before America landed on the moon, he would be watching, quote, up there in heaven in a rocking chair, and I'll have a better view of it than anybody. But there were plenty of people who had a pretty good view. Millions in the worldwide television audience and an estimated 750,000 more who packed the beaches and jetties near Cape Canaveral, lined the highways near Titusville, and filled the waterways of Merritt Island on central Florida's Atlantic coast. They'd survived a chaotic night of traffic tie-ups, parties, packed restaurants, whirring police sirens, and a steady stream of helicopters that bounced onto the hard sand beach carrying ambassadors, congressmen, and businessmen. That crowd ended up in the VIP stands on the day of the launch, baking in the 85-degree temperature and 75% humidity. One reporter noted that the history books would probably lose some of the flavor and small details of that morning. Future accounts will probably not bother to mention that Vice President Spiro Agnew sucked on ice cubes while awaiting the epical event, wrote William Grider of the Washington Post, or that a television personality named Ed McMahon His blue shirt, darkened with sweat, hollered down from his bleacher seat for a can of soda pop. Well, maybe the history books won't have it, but not your century's got you covered. Down in the cheap seats on the beaches and lining the highways, one woman told the New York Times, I'm shaky, I'm tearful. It's the beginning of a new era in the life of man. Florida was the center of the universe for all of 11 seconds. At that point in Apollo 11's flight, control of the mission switched from Cape Canaveral to the Manned Spacecraft Center in Houston. Everything was going smoothly as the rocket moved into a parking orbit, traveling at over 17,000 miles an hour. 
In orbit, the crew went through an exhaustive checklist where they found one failure. The color TV system wasn't working properly. Controllers said it was probably a minor issue, but I guess the astronauts were going to have to miss their soap operas on that Wednesday morning. Like sands through the hourglass. At about 12.15 in the afternoon Eastern Time, the lunar voyage began in earnest. They were over the mid-Pacific when the hydrogen-fueled third-stage rocket was burned for a second time for precisely 5 minutes, 20 seconds. The spacecraft accelerated to 24,250 miles an hour. That's about 12 times the speed of a rifle bullet. That broke Apollo 11 free from orbit and sent it on its way. Unimaginably fast, but coasting to the moon. The lunar module landed on the moon four days later, early Sunday afternoon Pacific time, July 20th. Seven hours after that, back here on Earth, the world watched grainy black and white images of Neil Armstrong hopping down the ladder and becoming the first person to set foot on the moon. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Not Your Century is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, we'd love it if you'd give it a rating and a review. For great journalism today, consider subscribing to the San Francisco Chronicle, which you can do in both paper and digital form by going to sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Here, men from the planet Earth, first step foot upon the moon, July 1969. Historical research by Libby Coleman. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.